I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Did you watch Rihanna? Yeah, I did. (laughs) Not impressed. I have so many thoughts. And then I just, what were your thoughts? Really? I thought it was brilliant. Rihanna has never been known to be an energetic performer, ever. Well, she was she kind of like Yeah, the, the lip syncing was a bit obvious. I'd say they sing parts of it live and then other parts. She wasn't even like, pretending to. Really? But no, I thought with Rihanna though, like because she's gotten pregnant again, I thought the choreography was very clever because it had, it made use of the space of the football pitch. Production um, was fab. Yeah, I did kind of laugh at all the little dancers in their white puffers being like, you guys look so stupid. <laughs> With the bump, I was like, that's yeah. cool. But then the energy was just... It was a little bit lacklustre. You can easily compare her to like J-Lo, Shakira, Beyonce and their Super Bowls. But like that's... Rihanna has never performed very energetically ever. Um, sorry, I need to introduce the show. <laughs> Three, two, one... <gasps> Hello and welcome back to 30 Flirty and Perishing TF&P with me, Sophie Lyons, and you, Clara Kavanagh. Welcome. Oh, happy Tuesday. Woo! TF&P <laughs> is a current affairs girly podcast. We are talking about what's going on right now. Clara and I were just chatting amongst ourselves about Rihanna at the Super Bowl and we said by the time this comes out only in a few days it may be too stale for our listeners because we are on the pulse isn't that right Clara? Yeah we are fast paced newsroom now we we have our um, pens with the fluff on the end of them you we've got the, our glittery notebooks the writing notebooks we've got our file of facts we're that quick oh 100% and like it basically um, L from Legally Blonde <sighs> Is what we're serving. El real. <laughs> Every Tuesday. Every Tuesday ish. <laughs> Clara, you're up first with your Jador or Jetest. Kick it away. I have a Jetest this week, and I was getting the overground home today, and I was reading my book because I'm trying because I'm on the overground for like 30, 40 minutes now. I'm trying to read more oh. and watch Netflix less and you know, try to, you know, use that time to catch up on like a rake load of books that I haven't read. And I'm really loving it. Gotten into my book now, blah, blah. This person, I don't know who the culprit was because you know the way overgrounds are like a little noodle train. Like it, it's just like goes on and on and on through the carriages. This person would not stop whistling. And not a like, I just got the ride whistle, but like a just, this is the general tune that's in my head. Maybe they were like whistling along with the music so they didn't hear how loud they were. But it was so distracting. And I was thinking to myself, being like, who the hell is this? And it kept throwing me off my game. And I'm in a, re- a really intense moment in my book. I'm reading um, Magpie by Elizabeth Day. Oh yeah. And you know, you, you need your like full focus during this moment. 
And this person would not stop whistling. Then I get off the train and I go up to Sainsbury's. And I don't know if it was the same person, but there was another person whistling in Sainsbury's. And it was like going their merry tune. And you know, something sometimes when, I don't know, I think I'm a bit sensitive to sounds today because I was sitting beside a loud cheer in earlier at lunch. But this stupid whistler was like tooting all around Sainsbury's. And it was the most annoying thing. I was like, do you think this warehouse full of household goods wants to listen to you whistle this indistinguishable tune? I, I like, oh, stop putting this song on everyone. It was really annoying. Gosh. <laughs> I think it's more like you're like, everyone can hear you do that. Are you not conscious? Like, yeah. I remember someone I used to work with wore heavy shoes you- on purpose and walked through the office proper stomping like he was just an attention seeker and it was wooden floors and he wore these heavy shoes on purpose and would purposely walk like that and i was just like this is too irritating i was like is there something on the bottom of your shoes they're really loud and he was like what and i was like they're really like it almost sounds like you because i was just pretending to be stupid and then he stopped the next day you know we all live we share this planet together there's a certain like respect i don't know that we're all sharing the same train home yeah i don't want to listen to your phone call yeah and what i hate about phone calls like that is you can't hear the other person so it's like yeah yeah i know yeah and can you believe what happened next oh my god i hate that i just think it's ridiculous that you think it's okay i know just taking phone calls in front of people in general i'm like don't do that I know it shouldn't be in allowed. It's I, it's not though. It's not seen as like good etiquette. But people still do it. Interesting. Sorry about that. Okay. Sorry. Enough about my ranting of whistlers because I'm sure if that called me in a better mood, I would find that gas. But whatever. What are you adoring or testing? I'm adoring the world of dupes. Whenever like a product Ooh. comes into my world, you know, like in like the medicinal world, like drug companies have like a patent over a drug and then after a few years it gets it expires and then you can get the generic. There's nothing more that I love mm-hmm. than having the product that I like and it being expensive. You can literally Google what the dupes are. Um I did it recently with a drunk elephant product that I love. Um they're called Sunshine Drops. And you can like drop them into moisturizer. And I wear them like every day because they just give you like a nice tint glow. And they're my favorite product, but they are kind of spenny when you're like team with Brooke. And I was Googling, then there was this yeah. full, like some blogger had done like a full list of the top five best dupes for this. And I just love anything that like can save me a bit of cash on a product I like. That's amazing. Because you know, is it, is it cult? No, it's Beauty Bay. Yeah. Beauty Bay's whole concept is they take out the kind of branding of a product and give you the, it's like wholesale, like kind of that model. So they give you the bare bones of what you want, like a hyaluronic acid. But you can Google, and I think it has it in the reviews being like, this is a dupe of X brand. And they're just as good. I'm literally writing this down now. Yeah, because even when you're making products... I'm not sure how it works in skincare, but in clothing, for something not to be a a copy of something, you have to change five things. And those five things can be so minor. So with skincare and stuff, I'm assuming it's the same kind of formula. You just have to change five minor things or whatever it is. 
and then you put your own yeah you put your own label on it wow mm. just make a few tweakments and you're grand well yeah because that's how like as in you know if you go into i don't want to say any specific like salon names but if you go into like a beauty place that does like facials and then they have like their skincare brand that they promote you'll notice after a while the popularity of that beauty place if it goes up when they're getting more money and have more cash flow they'll end up with their own line of products and it's usually not imitation but it's basically a similar formula as the one they used to sell Oh. Mm. Inside scoop on mm. the dupe. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's my story. What are the elephant drops? They're called sunshine drops and they're like oh. a delicious. <laughs> Sorry, I thought elephant, elephant drops drunk elf- <laughs> drunk elephant is the brand and they're called sunshine drops. Sunshine drops. Little like bronzy drops. Oh, I understand. Okay, yeah. great. Oh my God, oh, cool. Yeah. Meaty meat. I hear a butcher. Yeah, gravy. <laughs> I'm dying to hear your meaty topic this week. Tell me what you're talking about. Yes, so I made a PSA on the pod a few weeks ago that Titanic was being played around Valentine's Day for the 25th anniversary. Mm-hmm. 3D, IMAX. Mm -hmm. I hope you all went in your droves. So I hadn't seen that film in a long time. Obviously, there's moments that are etched into your heart forever. I still remember the script. I've been listening to the soundtrack (laughs) all day today. So me and Mick went to go see it in the IMAX in Waterloo. 3D goggles on. Are they goggles? They souped it up. Oh, they're like full on because they have to fit over if people have glasses. So they're like this big. Oh my God, fabulous. (laughs) The crowd in there was just amazing. It was like all our ilk. Like this woman came out and she gave like a speech being like, are you guys ready to see Titanic? And I was cheering. (laughs) It was amazing. And like James Cameron has used his like avatar souped up cameras and computers to soup up this film. And it's done in such a way that it actually just, it wasn't that noticeable, the computering the CGI, it was done very subtly. And then like all the underwater scenes with the 3D is amazing. And like when it's all like swooping around the boat, it's done really well. And like, because I kind of, me and Mick were both saying like, we kind of forgot the story of like, of the submarine guys trying to find the heart of the ocean. Point of information. You know the way James Cameron like famously left his wife, who's also a director. And she came back then and got an Oscar. Oh my God, they were married. Catherine Bigelow. Catherine Bigelow. Bigelow. Oh, she did um, her talk, didn't she? He left her, I think, af- just after filming Titanic for your one that plays Rose's granddaughter at the start. Stop. Yeah, my sister told me that very recently. Oh my God, yeah. what a dog. Yeah, oh, he's supposed to be a prick. Um, he left her. For your one. For Rose's Oh my God. That's a Rachel Lyons reference. But sorry, talk to me about the sensory experience of the film. You know, with certain movies, you have like a crying point. And, I, and then I was like, oh my God, is it kind of weird that I haven't cried yet? And then uh, Jack and Rose and Cal are all trying to get on the lifeboats. And the Cal, Cal and... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cal and Jack are like convincing her to go and like we're going on the other side. So she like reluctantly gets on the lifeboat and then she starts like slowly descending down. 
when she leapt from the lifesaver boat onto the side of the Titanic. As soon as she hit that sideboard, I was like, Wah! like burst out crying. <laughs> and then I was kind of like, I thought I was done. And then it got to the point in and around where they're saying goodbye to each other when they the freezing on the... Oh, God. In, in the wreckage. And honestly, like, okay, I would say it was five minutes. Mick told me it was like 10 to 15 minutes, which is me just like heaving a sob. And like, it felt amazing. I felt great after it. Because, you know, sometimes we just need to cry or, you know, it's like crying feels really good. Yeah, and, you know, sometimes when you're crying, you're like, oh, no, there's still more in here. I'll keep going. And then, <laughs> then I, we were sitting beside this other couple. And it was during the like, hello, is anybody out there? It was during that oh, bit. Yeah. And so it was like, I had quietened down. And then the girl beside me was like, started crying. And then I started crying because she was crying. And I was like, oh, my God. And then what really got me, though, was when she starts uh, blowing the whistle and she kind of saves herself. Then another convulsion came. So it was just it was kind of like hit me in waves, not to use a to use a shitty pun. But you haven't you haven't said something that I'm waiting for you to say. The smells. What? Smell. I'm wondering, did this not happen in your experience? Oh, no. I was like, we now said sensory. So yeah, that's what I thought you meant crying. No, it made sense that you thought that. But so my friend Jordan went on the weekend and she was like, then when you're, you know, in bits, when you're walking by fresh flowers, smells are emitted into the theatre of fresh flowers. And she had a good few examples. And then she said with water, if it's kind of like a spray, you'd get a bit of the spray and the seats were kind of tilting. So if, if it was kind of a rocking motion, your seat. What? No, I didn't have any of this. What? I was wondering why you hadn't said that. No. But then I was like, does every theatre have capacity to pump sense in? Like when Jordan was saying (laughs) it. (laughs) Yeah, because like we went to like the one we were in was like it's a like it's a big IMAX cinema, but no, it didn't have movable seats. I'll ask her again what the smells and stuff were. Oh my goodness. like they went to like a, a like I was a like ride. it sounds like Universal Studios you know when you go in yeah. and like a shark <laughs> she was like it was like being at a, a film studio and you know they, they like make pretend there's like an earthquake and stuff oh my god oh oh god I must I ask her I'll see. <laughs> that is so funny oh how weird oh my god no no, oh God, I don't know if I'm upset. Or no, you're not. Relieved that I didn't have that experience. The spray, but like, what would they smell? What does a sinking ship smell of? Would it just be you just get well. Sorry, of water. I don't think there was scents emitted the whole time. But she said like fla- <laughs> flowers was the one she remembered that I remember. Oh yeah, of course. The, or they make it really cold, so then when you're watching like Jack and Rose freeze, you're like, you were the best thing that ever happened. Oh, promise me, it's so good. And we'll never do, we'll never um, do it justice, but we'll link it in the show notes is the sentimental garbage episode on Titanic. It is phenomenal. They have just this whole discussion around it. And she's a philosopher. uh, If Caroline O'Donoghue is 100%. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend. 
but what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. But this brings me on to my topic. I was just watching Jack and Rose on stage. I mean, sorry, <laughs> on screen. And the chemistry between Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet is oh. so palpable. The magic that they have is just like this hot, steamy passion mixed with like deep, deep respect. Like it's just, it's so magnetic. It's like contagious. And it really buys you into the film yeah if those two actors didn't have that connection and say it was two people who didn't really like each other it wasn't as electric that film wouldn't be the film it is today you agree it's this whole thing of one plus one equals three and we have done a, a chemistry episode which uh, you can go back and listen to it's called um compatibility chemistry and pheromonology but this one is more i suppose to do with like on-screen love affairs and there's been some really good examples and some really bad examples that we can go through it's just so funny how like it must be so hard as a movie producer it must just be so hard to like concoct this formula for the screen and uh, I was reading a few um like actor websites and they said actors when they're auditioning for roles and it's getting more and more serious about who will play the role eventually and it said they'll do like reads and they'll do auditions and then another round they'll do is a chemistry read yeah and you can have up to five actors competing for two roles and they'll do it in front of a camera so the producers and the directors are all watching how everybody interacts with each other which i thought was mad but it makes so much sense because it's so hard to strike gold totally and they can be great separately but then together you just don't get it it just doesn't work yeah well, like, especially in, like, romance films or, like, rom-coms or whatever, as an actor, it must be very difficult to create a real intimacy with a complete stranger, someone who you've, like, never met, and now you're expected to be, like, Romeo and Juliet. It can be really It is striking difficult. girls, that is what it is. Mm. You have to believe, uh, us as the audience need to believe that these are, like, Kate and Leo could, are, like, a couple in real life. Like, you have to believe that, like, there's a natural attraction there anyway, that they're just kind of, like, building upon or something. And the acting website that I was brushing up on was saying that, like, you have to have the willingness for the creative success of the project while there being like a natural attraction or chemistry, if you will, to cause this spark. But then it's ultimately the audience is the decider of the magic. Producers can get it wrong, obviously, because there's so many films that have been made where 
the producers and the directors think that there's chemistry and that's just been cast wrong and there hasn't been. And it's also, uh, is really quite difficult. And it's also down to like the script. Like there's so many weird lines in films that are, you know, the big like romantic moment where they get back together or whatever. And like a script can really let it down, I think. Um, so if they say many, something too cheesy. So many um, variables. So many variables. Oh, and another thing they said was like, when the producers are trying to cultivate this chemistry between actors you have to have a yin and a yang so you can't have two like boring actors but you also can't have really two loud actors like where they like either way they'll just cancel each other out you need to have them kind of one going in one direction and one going together so they ultimately like bring it together and like also their talent has to match because you can't have like you know really experienced actor with like a not so experienced actor like to a certain point would you agree that like say Meryl Streep with Pierce Brosnan or something where he was really out of his comfort zone, but then she was kind of outmatched him, like, acting-wise, maybe. Is that harsh, Mamma Mia? Oh, that they're not a good match? As in, like, her acting is just so much better than... Because he's not in his, like, James Bond... Oh, yeah, he was a disaster. Role. So he was kind of... And, like, I think it was great that he went outside his comfort zone, but, you know, from a talent point of view. Totally. And another one they said is, like, don't assume that a real-life love will translate onto screen. It either, sometimes it works, but sometimes it doesn't. Uh, what's it? Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman, they were terrible in Eyes Wide Shut. Sorry to say Ben and Jen, that felt jiggly was... I haven't seen it. Great. But then like, I know we slated him last week, rightfully so, but Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie, like their, their chemistry in Mr. and Mrs. Smith kind of then all led to the Jen breakup movie. and all that stuff. So, But I always, it always sticks in my head though, you know what Joey says in Friends and he's like, if there's chemistry on stage, there's no chemistry in real life and vice versa. Do they save all the magic for on screen? So, I don't know, because you know, like One Tree Hill, yeah. So Brooke and what's his name in it? Lucas are kind of fall in love season one. But by season three, they're divorced in real life and don't talk to each other. And you can never Ooh, tell. Wow. In my Imagine opinion. that happening. Yeah. I, you can never tell. Like by season five, they're in, they're in love again. And he's like fighting for in the rain and stuff like you can't you can't tell in that instance and they had to do that after they broke up how horrific she's such a power bitch Sophia Bush yeah okay will I take you through the good bad and the ugly Mm. of on screen chemistry Paul Meskel and Daisy Edgar Jones normal people stunning like for quite a slow moving book slash TV series they made it a masterpiece. Oh, beautiful. Jake Gyllenhaal and Heath Ledger in Brokeback Mountain. Mm. Stunning. Sweet little Jake brings um, Stony Heath out of his shell. What's the line of that film? I wish I knew how to quit you. Oh, <laughs> and look, I... <laughs> that was amazing. That really, their chemistry really sold that film. Their besties so, so in real life as well. Oh, he's his and I know, ch- like a- child's godfather. Heath's Jake Gyllenhaal is Heath Ledger's daughter's godfather. Oh, isn't that so cute? Really cute. That's a great film. I need to rewatch that. So why? Um, Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone and um, like any single thing they've ever done. Oh, yeah, I can feel it from here. Like La La Land. Oh my god. City of stars. So good. Patrick Swayze, Jennifer Grey in Dirty Dancing. 
I've never had a connection to Dirty Dancing. Really? But I know you're it's a right. Good, yeah, this it's is a, a really good, good list. Tom Hanks, Meg Ryan in You've Got Mail and Sleeps in Seattle. Totally. Because they've got that real good like argusation banter. Totally. You know, like tit tat, tit tat. Oh, it's great. So good. Eva Mendes, Will Smith in Hitch. Correct. Julie Roberts, Richard Gere. Yeah. Bradley, Cooper and Gaga. Wow. Now they kind of tried to put a commercial spin on that chemistry. Like they're like, we've got something here that's really <laughs> dine out on it and make people go see our movie, which it didn't need it because like the movie was so good. I'm raging really they never got, people... got together that we know about. I know, yeah. And anyone with George Clooney in it. Oh, she's great. Now look, um, there's a load of bad ones. Um, one I saw recently was this new Your Place or Mine film on Netflix, uh, Ashton Kutcher, Reese Witherspoon. That I we spoke about briefly last week, but like their moment on the red carpet was like very wooden, and they were like weren't I, they were acting like they didn't know each other. I don't think the film either is the of them exact are very sexual though. What? No, I think Ashton Kutcher used to be. Yeah, but he's not now he's that. like he's it's like he's been neutered like that he, is honestly, so true he's lost his magic his sparkle is gone that is exactly what it is he's been neutered <laughs> the neuterization look, of ashton kutcher <laughs> yeah, I know. that's exactly what it feels like he has there's like nothing behind his eyes i know he's gotten older and he's a dad now and like look everyone's allowed grow old and change as they get older or whatever but he just seems like he's had a brain transplant and this film is the epitome of that I fell asleep for like 45 minutes in the beginning sorry in the middle and I didn't miss a thing and I was like is this thing still going and they're so wooden there's not a spark there is like a grand canyon between the two of them and like they're trying to convince us that they're friends and I it makes me question her whole production company, Hello Sunshine. I'm like, how you have a reputation on the line here, Reese? With you've got a great number of productions behind you, but this is awful. I will definitely watch it on like a Sunday just to see it because I know it will be terrible. I blame him. Yeah, well, it, it'll it'll be a great one to watch. Like if you need a little nap on the couch, like I just feel like they don't like make good movies anymore. Everything's just so over manufactured or something. I don't know. There's, there are no Titanics. No. Yeah, it's just really, really, really a great example of bad chemistry. I'm going to watch it. Um, and the other one that sprung to mind was Knocked Up with Catherine Heigl and Seth Rogen. Gasp. Now, I understand Gasp. Mick gave me the great point of they are an unlikely pairing and they're thrown together due to the fact that they're pregnant. You know, like it's not... It isn't a rom-com in the sense that they had a meet-cute and they're going to live happily ever after. But in, even in the moments that they do get on and they're together and they're shopping for the baby, she couldn't have summoned like a smidge of interest in him. And the real chemistry, I think, is between Paul Rudd and Seth Rogen. And then then it makes Catherine Heigl and... Seth Rogen looks like they really hate each other. And I know there was all that drama that came out after, like she spoke badly about the film and then like Judd Apatow uh, and Seth Rogen spoke badly and then she basically never works in Hollywood again. And there's all that that we could also dive into. But I just think you could just really tell what was going on behind the scenes of that film. Like they must have hated each other. She She's had that a lot, a good few times though, hasn't she? Yeah, it's kind of followed her around. Yeah, I actually don't think I've ever seen the movie full. What? 
Oh my god, I watched it recently. Yeah. All right, so what are you hitting us with this week? Mine is the announcement of S Club 7 reunion. They're coming back for their 25th anniversary. Okay. Oh, like all seven, not like just S Club 3. Correct. Oh. And they're doing 11 dates. And I just find the whole thing really sad. Really? There's something about reunions, you know, like kind of the rose-tinted glasses phenomenon and mm, nostalgia. nostalgia. I love nostalgia, but I don't want to see the progression of the individuals into present day and then pulling them back into the past. Mm. It, it hurts my soul. I don't know why. I find it really sad. It's kind of melancholy. <laughs> And then I sort of went down a bit of a rabbit hole of like what they've all been doing. And that made me even more sad because they had the most amazing songs. Like Reach, Bring It All Back, Natural. I never had a dream come true. Come true. Till the day that I found. I actually had a dance in stage school to Reach for the Stars. <laughs> um, and I went down it and it's really sad to look at these like pop stars to see how life can go so, not badly, but how life can just kind of veer off. And then you kind of hear about their troubles. And at the end of the day, these people are like late 30s. But like, they can't get a normal job. No, like Bradley can't, yeah, sorry, Bradley can't go saying? become an accountant. Any of them, like they can't go, especially the ones that chose not to stay in the reunion space, like the ones that aren't in S Club 3, like Hannah. Hannah just came out a few weeks ago and she said she was kicked out of her flat because they were selling it and they had nowhere else to go and ended up sleeping with friends. And she's trying to open up like a holistic cafe with the husband. And then Paul, it made me so sad. Paul was on like Loose Women or something a few years ago. I just remember seeing it and he was like, I have to sell my Brit Award for money. I remember that. On eBay. eBay. Uh. Boom. Should have sold it somewhere else, Paul, am I right? Um, <laughs> now he's a, is a tarot card reader and he's charging thirty nine ninety five for 20 minute readings. It's like, I, I don't know what it oh. is. It just makes me really upset. Like, I like to see the people in their heyday, in their heyday and still listen to the music. But there's something about the passing of time and watching these people actually try to live a normal life. And then it's just like that kind of struggle because like you'll obviously struggle moving on from being a pop star. Yeah, yeah. and especially when you, at the height of your fame, was treated like one of the Beatles, I'm sure. Then when that fame quickly fades away, where where are you left with? Like you're used to life being at a certain standard or getting whatever you wanted, whenever you wanted. But they also, I think, were kind of teens, early 20s when they got famous. So like they wouldn't have learned normal stuff. Like, you know, when you hit a certain age of like, starting to pay bills or like they probably didn't have that someone was probably doing it and then they probably left like rachel kind of did sweet dreams for lax and all that stuff which was like such a bop she's married well she's fine rachel seems great and i just find it really upsetting and then i was like thinking about all the other like reunions that have happened i think it just Mm. doesn't work well for my soul because it's never what you hope it would be Exactly. And I think with reunions of in our culture, say with band reunions of like nonstop 90s or like, you know, 
they have reunion festivals and or, or even like Mighty Hoopla, you have Atomic Kitten, Atomic Kitten performing. And then you have movies where it's like they're remaking Spider-Man for like 17th time. I just think we live in a world now where everybody wants to live in the past. So it's just kind of weird. It's but just it's like, like wh- where's original ideas or like wh- why are we pushing it forward? But it's why like because back, back, back? they were so good, they want to remake it because it was so good. But the reason mm. it was so good in the first place was because it had that like raw, it didn't know it was going to be that good. And you can't remake. Yeah. Sorry, this is a really loud motorbike. And you can't remake it. And like the Friends reunion upset me. Oh God, yeah. I think as people, as you get famous, when you have the six of them sitting on a couch, they're very aware of their own fame. Whereas back then in the 90s, they weren't. So they're so much more touched by it and have so much more awful experiences, I assume, in the bad side of fame that they're so worried about like getting cancelled or saying the wrong thing or whatever. So it's just, it's very, um, yeah, the reunions, I think it's just kind of like leave the past in the past. Leave the past in the past. Even from like a kind of school perspective, I'm like, <gasps> yeah. if you're going to hang out with the people, hang out with them. Yeah. But again, it's just like recreating the magic with... A lot of the people who have moved on maybe don't want to recreate the magic or aren't the same people that they used to be, which is totally fair enough and fine. So it's this kind of weird... We've had a few school reunions, but with like very low attendance. And then like college, not one. I just see the girls who I was friends with. Um, Yeah, it's just like trying to revisit something that was great, but has sadly ended. And then going back into it actually hurts more. Yeah. Because if it's not heart. the same as what you re- yeah, and if it's not the same as what you remembered, then are you like disappointed about the past or something? Did you make up the past? Yeah. Was it just or this- then also yeah, and then you're just talking about all the times because you've nothing else in you common. Had. You've nothing else in common, yeah. and you just talk about something that happened ten years ago. <laughs> exactly, and but then it's like, why not just make more fun now? Why does it have to be like, oh, do you remember that time we because did this? Because there's too much pressure that? on the fact that you're re- having a reunion. A hundred percent. It's too much. Like I was thinking about any reunion and I was like, I didn't like the Friends <laughs> one. Chandler, Matthew Perry upset me. Oh, I still yeah, think about he, he was in p- physical pain doing that because of his teeth or something. But like that upset me. Yeah, and just teeth. like that, let's not visit that from Sex and City. Oh, that's a whole episode in itself. <laughs> Gilmore Girls, my one of my favourite TV shows of all time, again, made me depressed. That reunion, that four-parter, <laughs> made me really upset. The only ones I could think of that I was like, yes, were was the Harry Potter, I think it was the 20th year anniversary, it was beautiful. Oh, mm-hmm. It was an homage. And when Emma Watson said to Rupert Grint, I know we don't see each other that often. And like, I'd lo- I wish we did. She was like, you'll always be my family. And the two of them are welling I up. I just got chills. Two of them welling up and he's like, I'm always here. And she's like, I know we don't get to see each other that much. Like life's so busy. Oh. And I, I, I actually could cry when I'm thinking about it now. <laughs> that was the only one I could think of. And then the only band that I was like, have sustained it for me is like a Backstreet Boys because they never broke up. They just kind of come and go. Yeah. But take that, I'm pretty sure now there's only two of them. Yeah. As well with reunions, it's like knowing when to go and knowing when to say goodbye. Again, the old, the old query, when to leave the party. 
Yeah, just go early. Never be the last to leave. And like, sorry, I've been the last to leave at a party loads, but I mean more for like big moments in your life. Leave at a, leave on a high. Leave Don't on leave. a high. Don't leave when everyone's gone. This has gone to shit. And it's just, you know, there's there's leaving gracefully. And a lot of people don't, haven't done that. Sex and the City finished a season too early, I would say. Ended on a high. Oh. I'm not talking about the movies. Girls did the same. The High Low podcast oh. did the same. Like leaving on when you're cresting. Really. You're just coming off the crest and you're about to kind of like maybe, maybe go down a bit. But that's when you go and then everyone's like, fuck, I miss you. Why are you leaving? Then you get all the right fanfare. It's knowing when to go. But yeah, it's funny you say about the when you say about the who can re- do a reunion well. It, it, it's just too much. It's rose tinted oh, nostalgia. Hang on. hang on, here's a good one. Here's a success story. The fucking Sugar Babes. They have got some new songs that are very good. No, I mean the OG Sugar Babes, like the three originals. I was going to say, originals. wasn't there like five rotations of them? It's the three OGs, and then they they supported Westlife. And their singing is unbelievable. They do the cool girl dancing. They're sitting on their stools. They're standing up. They've got a bit of a like Rihanna dancing, shall we say, like that kind of low energy, high impact vibe. Lethargic. They are (laughs) lethargic realness and they're fucking serving it. It's amazing. Oh, here, what about Blue? Yeah, but they're not doing like a comeback. They're very aware. They're like, we'll come back from Mighty Hoopla. We still all kind of chat and we're friends. Do you know what I mean? Oh, Atomic Kitten vibe. Okay, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, they're still like, ah, yeah, we'll give it a go. Right. I know. I mean, I'll leave it on that. But that, was, that was really stimulating. I know. I really Is there that. something we could talk about next week? Because I want to talk about that all day. Yeah. Let me look into it. it um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think there's a, it's mad because it's like there's a sadness to growing older and wanting oh. to hold on to the past and oh. relive memories. Oh. And all we do, all, all I do is listen to like Trevor Nelson's old school. All I do <laughs> is rewatch show. things I know I like. But it's when they try to recreate. Well, I suppose this ties in the chemistry of what we were chatting about earlier. Whereas like when you're trying to recreate the chemistry, when so much shit has changed and the people have all changed, the circumstances have changed, fame has changed, technology, this faces. world wave and everything has changed. Faces. Teeth. So I think when you're trying to recreate it, maybe try to create something new. I don't know. It's a hard thing to do. Just don't put so much pressure on it. Anyway, I'll leave you there because I don't want it to get upsetting. I just think be a bit lethargic yeah. about it. Like Rihanna. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, have Rihanna cool girl energy. Yeah. Okay, thank you so much for joining us this week. As we do with every episode, we are leaving on a recommendation. Yes. Clara, I believe it's your turn. I have got the one for you. Enter Johnson's Baby Lotion. Okay, I've been a user of these products for a while because if they're good enough for babies, they're good enough for me. You know, they're usual, the household, the Johnson Pink baby lotion that most babies use. You can get them in the supermarket. So I've used it for a long time. Grant does the job. This is, their, this is their old bottle. Enter new sexy new bottle with a pearly sheen. They've done up their formula and they've added coconut oil into it. Oh, oh my God. After one day I like couldn't stop caressing my neck honestly my skin texture has transformed and it's like two quid a bottle well it was on special so two to three euro like it's it's very kind uh, on friendly the purse to strings. 
very friendly I'm going to get that. I've used moisturizers, all of them, for ages, and I've never noticed such a quick result so fast. This feels like my skin texture is changing from, like, the inside out. Holy moly, that's a good Johnson's. <laughs> Johnson's baby lotion, wherever you go to the supermarket. <laughs> Johnson's. Today's hydration today. <laughs> no, today's hydration tomorrow. <laughs> Yesterday, whatever makes it happen fast. I'm going to myself with time. Okay, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this week's app. We hope you have a day filled with the chemistry of Jack and Rose. And just as a side note, don't go see the movie Babylon. We can talk really? about it next week, but Jesus, don't see it yet. I heard it's a rambling three-hour mess. I lost three hours of my life. Fuck, I really wanted to go see it because of those clips of Margot Robbie being Don't. like, does anyone want to see me eat a fucking snake? Don't. Do yourself really? a favour, yeah. Um, Sorry, just I didn't want people to, no to go through their week thinking they should see it. Okay. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. We shall chat to you next week. Have a great day. Have a great evening. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at ClassyCabana at Soph underscore Lions. Please like, rate, review, subscribe, ring the bell whatever is on your platform give us a little boost uh, we'd love that we'd be eternally grateful we love you we wish you well we wish you safety we wish you happiness <laughs> and we wish you joy I never we... had a dream, a dream come true. until the day <laughs> that I found you and I know I pretend that I moved on You'll always be. You'll always be. <laughs> Cheerio. Cheerio, Tittlebips. <laughs> <laughs>